0: Welcome to Psych in the City podcast, where sexual fantasies meet sexual realities. Join me as I learn and unlearn with the help of expert guests and friends, all the weird stuff we've been taught about our sexual and psychological selves. Through exposure, education, and conversation, Psych in the City hopes to reduce stigma around mental health and sexuality. I'm a licensed social worker training to become a clinical sex therapist and educator. I love learning about sex, human behavior, and psychology, and believe that having access to education and quality information is a human right. Not to mention, it enables us to make informed choices about the lives we live. This is Psych in the City. Hello, everyone, and Welcome back to Psych in the City. I'm your host, Sarah Kelleher. Today, I am speaking with Chara. Born and raised in Southern California, Chara is a neurodivergent lover of comic, a stressed tea-drinking college student who is intersectional, bisexual, and Black. Chara is a 35-year-old university student who is currently majoring in linguistics, and anthropology. They are a regular personality on Instagram where she discusses bisexuality, disability, and various intersectionalities. The most recent conversations being about their journey of discovering their new gender fluid identity. Why is this important, you may ask? Because she's doing all this from the centering perspective of blackness. And all of this is just the tip of a very complex and fat glacier. How are you? I'm
1: well, how are you?
0: You know, I loved, I loved your work and I, I, um, you know, I wanted to speak about bisexuality and intersectionality on, um, on an episode, so I'm really happy that you can be here. Yay. Um So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What's your work? How did this work become important to you? Ooh.
1: Ooh, okay so <laughs> yes the big questions right so um who am i that's always the i know. of questions i am a 35 year old african-american slash black uh person who is just kind of enjoying social media and then you know also just kind of like I really should be doing something that doesn't involve my phone I know. all the time. So, um, I am an avid tea drinker. I am an undergraduate. I, who am I? That's always something I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a book nerd. I'm a sociology nerd so much. I love studying people and just like, how do people, people, um, Mm. What else? What I, book are you
0: reading right now?
1: Ooh, I am actually in between three books. <laughs> uh, A person yeah. after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading Love's Not Blind by Kevin Patterson. Mm. Uh, I'm reading that one with my partner and it's awesome. I'm also reading, okay, wait, I'm like trying to like put my hand on all my books. I'm reading, uh, nope, not that one. Okay, that's the next one that's coming up uh what it, it's called care work by sarah and i'd like not to destroy their name but it's talking about um it's talking about oh god see as soon as i get on the spot i'm just like what is it <laughs> i know it's uh it's called um It's talking about disability justice. It's called Care Work, Dreaming Disability Justice by Leah Lakshlama Mm. uh, Simersaya. And I know I've completely butchered their name and I apologize, but she is, she, they are a queer person of color. And that's why I'm reading the books that I'm reading because I feel a lot of our voices aren't, especially when it comes into non- uh, nonfiction or fiction, um, when we talk about social justice, everyone wants us to parade our struggles, but no one ever wants to hear about like social justice work or something positive. So I always go above and beyond in trying to find books about, you know, uh, certain subjects that I'm interested in that are also written by um, uh, BIPOC. Yeah. Black, Indigenous, people of color. I'm also reading um, Exile and Pride by Eli Clare. <laughs> so, a queer after my own heart. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so,
0: how, you know, uh, how did this work become important to you? So, so you're currently in school um, mm-hmm. for anthropology, and I have your bio somewhere around here, um, and linguistics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So how how is that going? I I I regret not studying anthropology in undergrad. Um, I just I'm envious of your classes and what you're learning probably right now. Um, and, and 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 what made you want to start you know your Instagram page, the Black Bisexual, and talk about this work, talk about the stuff that you talk about
1: well um going into undergraduate i actually had an extremely specific major and i just use linguistics and anthropology because those are usually terms that people know so it's just like okay i don't have to explain as much but my major is american sign language linguistics and deaf studies it's all gonna be on the paper just like that jammed together Yes, um, I am studying American Sign Language under the branch of linguistics, as well as studying, um, uh, studying and researching deaf studies. So, I mean, um, deaf culture. So it falls under linguistics and anthropology. And in that, I, when I came in, you know, I was I very much in love with American Sign Language, with deaf culture, with um, learning the nuances of a language that is an auditory and i had a deep connection with it i came from a community college which is a two-year institution to a four-year and it it was really fun for like the first two years <laughs> and then i'm just like wow i really don't like this anymore but um the linguistic the sociolinguistic Um, parts of it are really what captured my interest even more. I went from American Sign Language and Linguistics. I haven't changed my major, mind you. I'm just taking different classes. I went to the sociolinguistics, the anthropological aspects, the sociological aspects of the study And it's really hard to do in undergrad because they're like, take these classes and leave. And it's like, no, I'm still interested. I want to learn.
0: Totally, totally.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So once it wasn't, it was probably about two years back when I took a class called Language and Gender. And I took it with one of my favorite professors. Um, Hats off to Melissa Maseko. I hope she's listening to this. I love her. she is kind of hot anyways (laughs) yeah I I do I'm googling her as we speak (laughs) and see she's a lecturer at my at my school she's not an actual like tenured professor there's a difference Mm. and I would like to like start a one student revolt to get her to be tenured She's not only, like, I'm giving, I am going to give her a free plug now. She's not only a great professor, but she's actually teaching you as opposed to giving you information and then wanting you to regurgitate it. She wants you to actually process things. She wants you to learn things. She taught me so much in just three classes. And I'm just like, can I be your woman on the side, please? Right,
0: right. Please, can
1: I be your piece? But... (laughs) I digress that aside. So I took language and gender with her and the class really opened up my eyes into the disparities in the language that we use around gender, the language that we use around race, the language that we use around sexuality. Um, You know, a lot of compound things that people would find probably in a women gender class or something like that i actually found in this class and i'm just like so this is where people open up and then they take queer studies and then they become a feminist and they're like yes right but um yeah I'm too far into my degree to change now and I'm pretty sure somebody might hurt me so I took that class then I took language and social justice which just solidified that um a lot of things that matter to me don't matter to everybody else so um after taking those two classes i you know i had all this like righteous energy and i wanted to share it but then it's kind of like and how do we do this hmm i tried tumblr but tumblr kind of died after 2017 2018 so i was like "Mm, okay right tumblr's not doing it twitter scares me (laughs) i just i just made a twitter Okay, I just made a second one.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) it's really intense. I mean, all of social media is so intense.
1: It is. uh, Okay, Um, context. I'm disabled, so Mm. when it comes to a lot of text, I sometimes the process between me reading it and understanding it, some, sometimes things get confused, sometimes things break down. So I'm just kind of like hit or miss. That's why Instagram is such a platform that I love, because it's basically pictures. Mm. So a picture is worth a thousand words. That's why, you know, I can I feel like I communicate better with pictures. So um that doesn't make it any less trash but I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> right, right. So um so Instagram I, would oh. be
0: your preferred platform just because of for you the pictures and the more image based.
1: Yes, got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instagram and then like Tumblr right after that just yeah. because it still has images and there's still enough people there so you know I post things there as well um, I do not like Facebook ever since everyone got like stories on their social media platforms I'm just kind of like you all irritate me and it's not accessible so I don't face or book right. I barely Twitter but um, yes so Instagram so I wanted to I wanted to share with people what I had learned in my classes and how it impacts me. But my whole why was, why does it matter? Why do people care? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, um, kind of feel like they wouldn't because who who cares? (laughs) So I just kind of like did a video log, not a vlog, but I did like a little video log at the beginning of last year and i was kind of like going through how the information that i took on, took in from these classes you know kept going you know how they impacted me how i'm still remembering a lot of these things and it was fun until uh i decided like one day i was uh scrolling through instagram and i was like wow i went on one of the hashtags and it was like you know bisexuals bisexuality And I scrolled for a good two hours and I was like, I see no one that looks like me. Mm. Why? So uh, then I decided to spiral. That's what I call it. I spiraled and did a deep dive and just started like looking for people that looked like me. You know, I see a community, but I don't see anyone that I could connect with on a cultural background, on a socioeconomical level, just... I didn't see anyone that looked like me or the community that really fit me. So I just decided, okay, well, this is what I'm going to make my Instagram about. So I went through several odd names until I just stuck with one, the black bisexual. It's like, well, that's self-explanatory. I'm very on the nose if you haven't noticed. Right, right. cut to the point cut to the chase exactly so it's like when you come to my page you already know what it's about right 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 (laughs) I, i really don't know what this person's talking about so uh i started with a couple of posts here and there and they were like really short posts and people were like oh my god these are so cute so then i started adding things to my story and after a while, I was kind of thinking, why am, why am I using this as my video log? Why can't I talk about other deep ideas that I've been having? So that's when I started going into, you know, being bisexual is hard. Let me tell you why. Mm. It seems like after high school, like middle school, high school, We don't get any more sex ed. It's whatever we read in a magazine, whatever we see in porn or whatever media that we, you know, um, take in. that's all that we know about sex. But there are millions of things that are being studied daily, weekly, monthly. This is why I like being an academic that are debunking a lot of things that we learned for one hour, one time in our life. Right, that one semester, to, yeah. Exactly, that need to be talked about. And, and this is what I, this is basically the, the gist of what I've wanted to do. I want to build community. I want to meet other people that are out there, you know, hey, I'm learning about this. Hey, I make this. Hey, I know some people that do this. And we all come together in community and help each other um and we support each other i don't i personally have zeroed to little in like any type of education when it comes to sex but i know people that do i well and you have lived experience <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> right it, i mean <laughs> yes yes that is true yes that is valid i just there are certain things that I know that I have boundaries that I won't talk about or that I don't feel that I have enough knowledge about, but I got friends. So it's like, I'm smart through osmosis. And it's like, (laughs) what type of friend are you looking for? Are you looking for the sex toy reviewer? Are you looking for, are you looking for the therapist? What type of friend, what type of flavor are you looking for? I got friends.
0: Right. There is definitely a community that has, I mean, I've started I started my podcast a few months ago, this my page, and that people are talking about things that mainstream sex education not only left out but but ignored completely. Yes. Like none yes. of this stuff is discussed. I mean, let's you know, and your focus is intersectionality, bisexuality, disability, all the things that are not discussed in mainstream sex education that unless you're seeking it out
1: will be missed mhm mhm and that was another thing that after gaining all these not so much followers but after gaining these friends and getting this new flavor from a whole different from different perspectives it helped me realize where i was lacking in my education and it helped me because there are there are a lot of things about sex that's not discussed we don't talk about sex with disabilities we don't talk about sex with fatness there isn't even a discussion about queer sex and it's like um that's kind of important because see now we don't have to worry about birth control but there's still disease issues illnesses but the same models are still just being taught of this is the egg this is the sperm this is reproduction we do this to forward capitalism don't do it till you're 40. i don't i don't you know the same model and it's just like no we're this is now 2021 no 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 there are important things that people need to know, no matter the age, you know, this is what consent looks like. If you need a visual, here's the T video. I love the T video from YouTube. This is what having sex with your particular body looks like. This is what trauma is. This is how to say no. This is what yes means. You know, there are so many things that need to be taught. And it seems like Instagram is giving, well, it seems like there are people on the platform that is known are giving these things when instagram deems it appropriate right right which is a whole other conversation (sighs) which is Mm -hmm. a big one yeah which Mm -hmm. is a big
0: one so let's talk about intersectionality in sex ed in life in learning in in linguistics in anthropology let's talk about it all so so what is intersectionality because we hear this has become more and more of a phrase in education in mainstream and i feel like it's thrown around a lot but like what is what is intersectionality for real
1: uh intersectionality is a okay first it was a term coined by kimberly crenshaw so this is a wonderful black woman this is this is where all of it um comes from her study of how Mm. for me intersectionality is basically the framework of how all of my differences just coalesce into one like my gender, I'm gender fluid. My um, my class, I'm probably considered the working poor at this point. My sex, I'm assigned female at birth. My race, I'm African American uh, slash black. My sexuality, I'm bisexual. My religion, I consider myself non-denominational Christian. I'm disabled. I'm I live in a fat body. I am polyamorous. So all of these things are the intersections of me Mm. Uh, all those coalesce into me everyone has different intersections doesn't matter how plain one feels that they are everyone has different intersections because um the because society believes that the quote-unquote default is cishet white male so anything that Deviates from that is going to be intersectional, is going to be different, quote unquote. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, so intersectionality for me is just everything that makes me up Um, all the identities, all the communities that I hold membership in, all of the various ideals that I believe in all that is intersectionality to me.
0: Right, right. And intersectionality in terms of sex education would be taking all of the identities that people can have and incorporating that into the education and not just having it, having the perspective of heteronormative, you know,
1: um, white sex. Yeah, basically. Yes. Um, in, (sighs) in sex side now it's just you see this diagram of a penis you see this diagram of a vagina you see all of the process of sex but it never shows a different skin color besides white right. it never shows an intersex body it never shows two vaginas or two penises or multiple or how multiple outside and inside organs look in various people if you don't look like basically what um basically what sex ed is showing now if you don't look like this there's something wrong with you Mm. and it's like no no i'm i'm pretty put together well if you go by my partners i'm quite put together well so (laughs) so yeah um uh sex ed now is very basic. It's just focused on white procreation when it's just like, what does this have to do with me? Mm. I don't, (laughs) because I'm not white, I'm not even white adjacent. So what does this have to do with me, honestly? So um, it, and it seems like there's more, more more things left out than there are actually discussed. Mm. You know, there are, certain areas where where they will talk about diseases and how the diseases look you know what's curable what's not curable what has what type of treatments but then there's not the discussion of how do you communicate with others that you want to be intimate with when you have uh, an sti or an std how there's no there's no part of the sociological aspect right like okay so i have hepatitis a Okay, so so what are you supposed to live in a monastery for the rest of your life? No, you're going to be a full person. How is this going to affect your community? How is this going to affect you when all of your siblings are now having kids and you're still single and everyone's like, so when are you getting married? How is this gonna affect you when you're in a community where everyone is partying and going out and having fun and you're like, whoa, we need to have a conversation before you jump into my pants. How is this going to affect you if you are of a particular age? And I'm not going to say what age, because it doesn't matter what age. This is something that can be life altering. So how do you have this conversation with medical personnel? Because we know that they have their own...
0: Hang ups. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how are you going to have these conversations? How are you going to set boundaries around this? These are things that aren't discussed. And it's like, why, 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 why? So So, now it's doing a disservice. (laughs) Right.
0: So you, you know, with your own journey, uh, these were glaring uh, shortcomings, which Mm -hmm. has informed your work. your life and the way you educate others moving forward
1: yes i um going through sex ed when i was younger was very uncomfortable because of the fact that i was a little fat black afab and you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm seeing these pictures and i'm just like oh is this what porn is supposed to look like (laughs) textbook (laughs) Right. I've never seen anything that looks like that. And why does that not look like me? Right.
0: Um, and what does that say about me? If, if the pictures that Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that Mm -hmm. what I'm learning doesn't apply to me?
1: Yeah. There was a lot of feelings of othering
0: because,
1: Mm. you know, I don't look like these diagrams. I don't know what these diagrams really do besides their you know, what they're supposed to do. And then when I have this message of, don't do that because it's wrong. Don't do that because it's unsafe. Mm. Okay. So I'm not going to do it. And now at this great big age of mine, everyone's like, oh my God, you don't want to be married. Ew, Marriage, heteronormativity, marriage... Is connected to heteronormativity, which means that I have to share space with somebody. I have to give up my body and ew. So the um, level
0: of invasive questions people feel entitled to, even even when this when you mention at this point in my life, I don't want children, mm -hmm. and I have made the mistake of maybe not the mistake. I I I take that back, but I have you know told a few coworkers and stuff and just. Mm a few people you know are 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 like yeah totally get it but then other people you know have this reaction of like well wait what is you know and 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 it's like okay i this isn't what i wanted to happen and also why do certain identities then are we then is it okay to ask further investigative invasive questions when If you're asking a person of like, oh, who wants to get married? Oh, well, you never ask them why, you know?
1: Ooh, I have a whole soapbox rant about this. (laughs) And I'd like to thank you because this may make it on Instagram. Okay. So before I, when I was a wee babe, before I even know, knew what feminism was, intersectional feminism, before I even knew what it was, after being, tainted by sex ed, you know. Mm. And of course, my mother knew because they have to alert the parents. So I told my mother and then my mother and I had this scarring conversation. (laughs) You know, she brought this at the time it was a VHS. I'm that old. And we saw the miracle of life. I never... I don't like horror movies, and I, I put this right under that. That's up there with the hills have eyes for me, okay? <laughs> they
0: did not show us, we, they didn't show us the, the, a birth video. And I'm just, a lot of people talk about that, and I'm like, they didn't show that to us. Maybe mm-hmm. I missed it. I don't think I was sick that day. A lot of people talk about this this, the birth video, the infamous birth video
1: well okay this it had it at the end but what see the illusion that they want to give this is how you know that it was not a woman that created this they want to show you all the scientific aspects they show the sperm going to the egg they show you know all of the scientific words that i can't think of right now mitosis meiosis right. mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell oh, all of that, they show. <laughs> they show all that happening. They show the baby grow. They show the baby develop in the womb. They show how the womb changes. And then at the end, it was a bloodbath. And I'm like, Oh my God. Now, mind you, I'm like 11 or 12. Right. Right. Not even 13. And I see this woman screaming at the top of her lungs and then just baby and blood and things. And I'm just like, oh my God, I never want to do that. Mm. And then she didn't just show me one, she showed me a multitude of them, but that was the one that I remember the most. And then my mother decides that she's like, yeah, it's like that. But the more kids you have, they say it gets better. I, that's what everyone says. I don't, I don't like, I don't, okay, thanks. I don't like that. <laughs> okay just because i lost one finger doesn't mean it's gonna get better if i keep losing fingers no i'm good i right. am, i don't want to be ripped in half no
0: right it's like well okay hopefully after the 19th things will be pretty chill it's like no i don't want to wait and see how it ends i know how it ends i'm, I'm walking I out
1: of your uterus then <laughs> oh my god and then, oh my god it's was wild it was wild like i had a time i don't know maybe maybe i'm kind of a sadist at sometimes but i actually like watch birth videos on youtube and i'm like this is why i give it up to doulas i give it up to um those that work in birth uh midwives i give it up to nurses i give it up to these people why because they are doing the hard work besides the person that's pushing that out of their body. I was so scared, but I saw the videos. So now that I'm scarred, I'm just like, okay, this isn't something that I ever want to go through because menstruation is enough to kill me. And so. and
0: and it I mean it speaks to the current framework in which america you know teaches sex ed in that it's all fear-based you know let's terrify the shit out of everyone so then everyone is scared to talk about sex and talk about safer sex because everyone's just scared and let's have our gym teachers do it because they seem to know there are some reason now the experts in sex and are (sighs) capable of teaching sex it's like they're just as messed up about sex as we are you know they they grew up in the same culture
1: um yes mine was my science teacher but still it was (laughs) it was still scarring honestly right Right. and i just i don't understand like you want to you okay you want to scare the sheep that's fine scare the sheep but then you want them somewhere down the line to procreate so if you've scared them they're not going to do because see I, again i'm a literal person you've scarred me from doing this i'm not doing it this is me 35 years old and i'm just dating mm, yeah and i've told yeah. my partners i was like yeah what we're not doing is this whole kid shit it's not happening i've got 32 <laughs> plants sitting right here these are your kids you better love those motherfuckers and they're just like oh my god yeah, my partner, she's she's basically said she's like, oh, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm I've never subscribed to that heteronormativity. <laughs> yeah, and that's not to sh- and that's not to, you
0: know, shame anybody who wants. Oh children. no, no, and, no, no. But it's more about why is that the norm, and why yes. does a revealing of a certain lifestyle choice then yes. allow others to. You know, even my sister-in-law talks about this all the time. Um, Her and my brother, you know, were, didn't get married for a few years. They had been dating for a while, you know, tip, like, quote unquote, longer than the traditional current framework of like how long you wait till you get married. And Mm -hmm. she had to set with her coworkers. She talked about this a lot. Like, she was like, I don't need you to question any, Ooh. like, like all the time, and then when they, it. And, yes, and then when they were trying to have kids, you know, she, she, people were like, oh, do you have any news? Do you have any news? She was like, I will tell you when I have news. Please don't ask me. Slash, you have no idea what's going on in my life. That. It could potentially, how, why is this okay to ask? You know, like, why, why is it okay? Ooh, any news? It's like,
1: no, and no news for you ever, you know? And that's creepy. That's creepy. We're not waiting for the swallows to come back from Capistrano. You're literally trying to impregnate someone. And you know know what? That has just as many issues as, you know, trying to find a cure for cancer, okay? You're dealing with two biological creatures that you know, have a myriad of things, have DNA coming out of the wazoo, so, you know, trying to, like, fit that together, I have a friend that's a scientist, so trying to fit DNA together, that is close to a miracle, so, yes. you know, for some, you have any, that is weird, That is weird. I don't wanna just liken it to straight people and say that's straight people weird, but it's just weird, period. It's like, we're so scared to talk about sex, but then it's like when people are trying to get
0: pregnant, all of a sudden it's like, ooh, are you trying? It's like, yeah, we're banging every night. It's like, (laughs) then all of a sudden it's okay to talk about. I I don't know, it's It's, it's weird, it's weird. Okay, so let's let's get on the topic, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is bisexuality, intersectionality, blackness in sex education and in sex and and all of this kind of stuff um your personal sexuality and gender journey mm-hmm. do you want to speak about that
1: oh i don't mind <laughs> so yeah i don't mind uh i was 12 when i when i believe i had um realized that i was bisexual but because everyone around me was like trying to claim that because it was this it was just this new thing that everybody heard about oh my god bisexuality oh my god and because i'm not one to follow trends i was just kind of like oh, okay well maybe that's a thing for me but i'm not going to tell anyone and i didn't tell anyone for a very long time <laughs> Why? um uh stigma was one mm. but also again because Uh, one, I didn't see people like me that were just coming out all willy-nilly saying that they were bisexual. And two, um, I, I really didn't feel comfortable enough in self to just share that. Mm -hmm. I, um, my home is pretty everything phobic. So, uh, and I don't want to blame it on staunch religious or conservatism, even though that played a part, but I don't want to completely blame it on that. You know, there are just people that were in my past that have very strong opinions about sexuality and I wasn't for that shit, so I just kept it to myself. It wasn't important. It wasn't until I was um, early 20s, about 22, 21, 22, where I was dating a guy and I told him, I said, hey, you know i'm bi and he's like well you know i don't care as long as you don't cheat on me and that's when i realized that this fucker was not going to be in my life any longer so yeah what
0: is, does that that and that's a common myth that, mm-hmm. that that comes up it's like oh well if you're bi then you're you must be a cheater or you're greedy or you can't mm-hmm. pick a side or whatever. Mm-hmm. All, all all of these kind of negative um you're you know, you're not a cheater if you're bi, you're a cheater if you're a cheater, you know? Exactly.
1: <laughs> two plus <laughs> two equals four. Yes. Right. Right.
0: So 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 bisexuality, what is your what is being bisexual mean to you? What is it? know being
1: bisexual 101 yes yes 101 to me means what that i date all genders i date someone that is the same sex biological sex i hate that word but is the biological sex that i am and others no matter i don't care what's in someone's pants and then i understand that will totally like start a linguistical war but that's what bisexuality means to me i date anyone as long as you're not a douchebag so you know it it does leave the playing field open but then we have to go on beyond who i date to are people even open minded enough to understand that concept so yes but i date anyone if your vibe is good and i vibe with you yes Yes. So you, um,
0: in, in our, in our email exchange, you, uh, you know, you said that you're you've recently been discussing with yourself and, and, uh, thinking about this, but bisexuals and pansexuals having some rivalry and that by identifying as bi could be perceived as being trans
1: exclusive. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Okay. Um, Well, okay. When I was coming up in the 90s, bisexuality was the only word that was known for dating more than just whatever binary that people fit in. And all throughout the 90s, that was the word that we had. And like language changes, Mm. Other terms came up, pansexuality, polysexuality, omnisexual, uh, fluid, queer, or having no label whatsoever. And all those are valid. How someone describes themselves is incredibly valid. But I don't feel that, that, that those words match my identity. I have a tie to the history of bisexuality. I have a tie to the movers and shakers that helped get us to where we are to now have pride parades, even though they're majoritively white. But we have pride now. We have a sense of pride. We, not all of us, won't be killed in the streets. So we're moving forward. Right. What I, the problem that I feel with bisexuality and pansexuality having this rivalry i feel is more of just a a linguistic difference but i don't want to trivialize this because i understand people have very strong views on it but it seems to me it seems like we're saying the same thing with different words which is possible Mm. And I always like to leave space for my, bi- I like to call them my bi-plus siblings. I am not trans-exclusive. <laughs> I don't know a bisexual person that is trans-exclusive. Mm. Um, usually those people that are, I mean, there are probably some out there, but they're just trash as a person. So we don't claim them. <laughs> so <laughs> mm. it's like, oh, I only date, you know, men and women. Okay, you have to define that. What what is man? What is woman? Mm. So yeah, um, I've never understood being trans-exclusive because most of my partners have been trans. Mm. They're still people. Again, I go with the vibe. I don't really go with what's in somebody's pants. I don't fucking care, honestly. But uh, um, so I feel it's more of like. Linguistic squabbling, like you—it's by means this and pan means that—and then it's kind of like, where did you hear this from? You've been talking to the straights again, honestly. Really, you know, by means two. Okay, if you're gonna go with the—if you're gonna go with the Greek and Latin, yes, by means two, and pan and poly mean multiple. Yeah, that's what it means. But do we really speak Greek, honestly? do we really speak latin excuse me do we really speak latin dead language honestly so myself personally i am not trans exclusive i am trans inclusive uh for those that feel that transness isn't something that they're interested in that's fine that's not even a preference but that's that's your business who you date is your business mm. I'm gonna date everybody. They don't pick up. So whatever. <laughs> do you
0: think that um, you know you, you? I I like talking about the language component of it, especially because that's you know your specialty uh, or one of. Um, do you think that sometimes that that those conversations derail from from the real shit from 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 the you know kind of
1: what should we call this does it mm-hmm. I believe
0: in naming things absolutely
1: mm-hmm. but do yes because think- giving something language is that's what makes it powerful and more salient and more mm. a more the ability to process things not all the time but the majority of the time when you're able to put words to something it's like oh that's what that words to a feeling it's like that's what i've been fit that's it that's Mm. it that's for me um when it comes i feel like it does derail the conversation because it's like what what about me and what about you are the same okay we both date people that are outside of our fill in the blank our race our class our gender our sex what what is it that we're the same about okay i don't care about the differences you know i date short people you date tall people whatever what is it that's the same because we're in the same community so what is it that's the same the differences don't matter because we have more similarities than differences so mm. yeah i don't i don't understand why people get tripped up by the language but i understand why the language is important
0: right right absolutely so,
1: Mm-hmm. So when you,
0: you know, growing up, when you found, you know, when you found the language to talk about your bisexuality, your sexuality, were, did you feel relieved in a way?
1: I did because, you know, first it validated a lot of my feelings when I was younger, when I was 12 and 13, I was just kind of like, well, I have this word, I really don't know what it means, but I'm gonna hang on to it for a minute because it feels kind of cool. And as I went on with life and I kept going back to this word, getting more information about this word, getting more understanding, finding community around it, it's like, oh, and this is where it became less of a word and more of an identity. And then after, after it became more of an identity, it's like, okay, I understand now why it's a part of me, why I hung on to it for so long, why I was connected to it, because it describes more of me. Um, where some people are kind of chagrin labels and you know don't feel comfortable with them. It helps me describe things because if I say bisexual, I don't have to go into this whole explanation of why, my partner may or may not look like me. (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, let's talk about, you know, what are, what are some of the, I guess, common questions that you've experienced about, you know, when you say you're bisexual or really any part about your sexuality, you know, what are common questions that you get or what are like myths about bisexuality that you want to debunk that, that, that we're going to debunk right now. I mean, we talked about the, the bisexual people will cheat more, which Mm -hmm. uh, that's not true. (laughs) Um, Or yeah. Yeah. um, I don't even get it. And, 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 but you know, that, that bisexual, you know, that bisexuality doesn't exist would probably be another thing that, that, that is a myth that that uh, mm. comes out um what are some other things that 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 you've experienced talking about
1: this stuff well before going into the myths yeah. i actually have a little history on why bisexuals are considered cheaters yes it harkens <laughs> it harkens back to the aids epidemic in the 80s Interesting. Mm-hmm, i'm trying to remember where i learned this from but i'm mad because i don't have my citations but in the 80s um when the government was literally doing nothing about its people dying um there were news reports stating that bisexual men were the most dangerous because now they're taking the aids disease from, and these were the words, the AIDS disease from the gay community and bringing it to the straight community. And that's why it's such an issue. So this is where the idea of bisexual, not just men, but bisexual people being cheaters, being um, people you can't untrustworthy, being, you know, deceitful, that's where that seed started. And then it just kind of, and it's still 2021, here it is trickling on. And of course, you know, you do have that disgruntled person that dated a bisexual and, you know, they were cheated on and they shake their fist saying all bisexuals are trash. And it's like, no, you just dated a trash human. Go find somebody else. So uh, that's one I did thing. not know that i i work i work in
0: hiv currently and i actually did an episode about hiv and i that was not in any of my research that's Mm -hmm. that that's really interesting
1: Mm -hmm. and and i'm so mad because i saw it in a video and i'm just like brain just explode no i mean
0: it makes perfect sense in terms of that's where this you know stigma uh, surrounding bisexuality, at least the bisexual people being cheaters. Come, you know, coming from. I mean, there was so, m- there was so much problematic. I mean, that's being kind mm-hmm. language during the mm-hmm. HIV epidemic, and that. I mean, that that makes wow, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm.
1: And see, what makes me mad now is now it's not even like talked about. Mm. It's accepted, like, oh, if you have HIV or AIDS, we love you. But like, ten feet away, we love you. Mm-hmm. Like, keep your distance, and I'm just like whoa, wait, 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 we we've come a long way from the 80s. So I'm going to need everyone to like, talk and not be weird. So um, there are celebrities that have HIV. So I think there needs to be more conversation around that, please. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, but that's, again, that's just me personally. I because I, I love to talk. But um, <laughs> back to the myth so um uh the okay so besides bisexual people being cheaters bisexual people don't can't pick a side I wasn't aware we were playing baseball and (laughs) life am I a swinger or a pitcher Mm, honey I do both and everything else (laughs) uh I pick a side it's like I don't understand yeah um I don't I never understood understood that one or you're on the fence until you decide and because I'm assigned female at birth it's it's until you decide that you're straight and it's like no um no that's when i was pretending i'm good
0: <laughs> have you ever had to you know educate or have conversations with potential partners um who questioned your identity and like kind of had to you know talk through some of their biases that they had about this where they were like well are you sure you're not gay or you know have you ever had to deal with that
1: no because i reside in more queer spaces now mm. um in the past i've had to deal with um friends, or people I considered friends at the time, not so much partners, because I refuse to date anyone that's not queer. That's Mm -hmm. just, that's my rule at this point, my rule of thumb, to keep not only myself safe, but um, my partner as well safe. And I'm just not for that bullshit. I really am not just like having to explain everything. Do I look like Google? Google is free. Google that shit. No, don't. mm -mm. No, I have no... I have no personal patience for people that want to be, that choose to be ignorant. So I only date queer people, I only date queer people that understand what bisexuality is, which are probably other bisexuals. Um, That doesn't mean I don't mind dating the occasional straight person and or lesbian. But they don't like me. And it's sad because some of them are really hot, but I digress. So um why do you, but no. why do you think that <laughs> why do you think that is? Um, it goes back to the bisexuals or cheaters mm. or you're gonna leave me for a man. It's like, honey, I haven't dated a man in over a decade, but <laughs> whatever you think what you want. Mm. So um yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I I really don't, but, you know, again, to each their own, if that's not what they, what they're interested in, they're, they're, you're welcome to not date me, but just long as they don't put, like, rude shit in their bios, like, no smokers, no Trump supporters, and no bisexuals, it's like, wow. It's okay. also
0: like, wow, yeah,
1: that's equating with a lot. Thank of, you. Like, wait a minute, you know? Thank you. I'm just like, oh, okay. So, um, I'm not trying to send you back to 1940, but wow, bitch, you really just did that to me. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: And yeah, you I've think seen that that exclusivity of no bisexuals is uh, is coming from a place of stigma of like you can't be trusted, you're gonna cheat on me, you know, la 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 la,
1: you're gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. it could just be someone trying to preempt something like that happening, or it's happened to them. Mm. I try not, to, I really try not to think less of them because of that, but you know, it's it's those shitty preferences that are the reason why we're in the state that we're in so yeah. i just i i leave them to that it's like okay so i'm obviously a person you don't want to meet what's funny is they always want to meet with me <laughs> or they always like hey you know i saw your thing very uh i'm very interested um excuse me bisexual no 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 you don't like those people no no don't come no no delete message so uh yeah that, i think that's just hilarious but you know to each their own that's their business yeah. I still I, it's still hilarious um what was another one there was one myth that oh yeah the one that's trans exclusive it's like um who said that oh well by means two um okay if i'm bilingual does that mean that i only speak two languages no, that means that I can't speak two languages. I might speak more than that. Oy vey. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. By means two. It's like, um, nah, I got more like 22 back here, but whatever. Mm, Right.
0: Right. (laughs) Right.
1: So can we shift, shift gears a little bit
0: and talk about disability and blackness? Mm-hmm. And how these identities have also informed your sexuality.
1: Well, um, because I read assigned female is as birth, um, black women are the least of any, any list. So I, on apps on, in general, I don't really get a lot of people like interested, uh, even off internet apps like people don't just hit me up like hey i saw your i saw your profile or hey you know i just saw you and i thought you were attractive yeah i don't get that um because i try to be incredibly honest to a fault in my in any of my dealings i tell people i i the first two things that come out of my mouth is i'm bisexual i'm disabled and you know that usually just kind of like shakes off all the other people that are not that oh well can't deal with that or I might get the occasional interested one or two that'll be like oh what's your disability I just I just stated that I was disabled I'm not going to necessarily tell you because I'm not a sideshow Uh. so um they being black and being disabled impacts my dis- impacts my sexuality just in the fact that less people are interested. And I, I, I really, I'm at this point where I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Granted, I don't want to die alone. But if you're not going to take me as I am, I'm just like, oh, fuck it then. Bye. Mm-hmm. I got plants. I got future dogs to buy. So, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so... Um, I do meet a lot of, um, off the beaten path people, I'll put it that way. Um, I've met more, I've met more trans, wonderful trans people where they are just be like, oh my god, you know, um, I was one I actually met a couple years ago where they're like, you know, I was a little scared because of my own personal biases with black people. And, you know, I didn't know how to approach you or how to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, honey, I'm chill. It's not that deep. It's really not that deep. (laughs) So um, I've met a whole lot of disabled queers now. Oh, my God, the disabled queer community is awesome. My gimpy people, my Crips. Yes, I love you all. It's 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 really just um, shown me like a whole subset of other communities that I was in. And it's just like, oh my gosh, hello people, how are you? And um, because I'm, because now that I know that there's a community out there that is that, that's why I'm trying, I try to shine light on them. It's like, hey, there are disabled queers. Yeah, there are how disabled you- black people. <laughs> How did you find your community? Ah, my community is kind of like a shifting shifting thing, just because something always impacts something else. Mm. Like if I go to a disabled space, if it's not like a BIPOC disabled space, then I'm probably gonna be ostracized. Mm. If I go to a queer space because I'm disabled, if there aren't disabled people, I'm ostracized. If I go to like a, fem- oh God, I went to like this feminist rally once and, you know, I was wearing a shirt with a unicorn on it and it had the bi flag and they, you know, who never got so much hate before. Um, wasn't aware it was a turf party, but you know, so it's kind of a domino effect. That's why. Why really- were people so upset? Um, They were upset because they felt that I, well, one was nicely to say that they felt that I wouldn't be as dedicated to the cause because I was still attracted to men. And I said, I don't know what sex has to do with equality, but okay. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I left. Um, So because all of my intersections kind of bump against each other. I don't really feel like I have a community. I feel like I know of many communities, but I've never welcomed into just one being wholly myself. I go to the queer space and I'm the bisexual. I go to the disabled space and I'm the disabled person. I go to uh, BLM rallies and I'm the black person, but I'm never just me, so yeah, that's kind of been an issue. That's for the last couple of years. So, so you, you know, your most recent
0: conversations, you know, you talked about your gender fluid identity. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Okay. Um, it started, hmm, probably about April or May where I was starting to have, I was st- I was starting to fight against socio social ideas of what i should like we discussed earlier like what i should do what is expected of me you know i'm supposed to get married i'm supposed Mm. to have kids i'm supposed to do all these things where society isn't putting money in my pocket but it's trying to dictate my life that shit was getting on my nerves right that's the whole
0: thing with with having children it's like if you are upset about abortions then you better be prepared to yep. help people raise their children yep. financially you exactly. know it's exactly. like it's like oh okay yeah we're going to force you to have this kid but we're not going to support you at all financially mm-hmm. while you're expected to raise it it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. make any i'm sorry to derail but it just that that's like the same argument it's like it's like okay if you're going to push for this then you better help me financially you better set me up for success. And you don't.
1: So don't act that, like you care, you know? Exactly. It's like, you care until the life gets here. Then it's like, Hey, fuck it. That's your problem. And so right. it's like, no, that's <laughs> not how this goes. And then, you know, these people, people that state that, you know, life is sacred. Well, aren't, why aren't you adopting some of these kids? These kids could use a home, could use a loving family. Uh, you know, if you're not trying to help if you're not trying to help the problem it's Uh it's honestly just oh yes yes but i completely agree um it's it's a hot effing mess it honestly is i And in this economy, who the hell's trying to have kids? Like, (laughs) I'm just trying to pay rent and a car note, and I am strapped. (laughs) So, you know, trying to bring in a whole another, as my friend calls it, you know, trying to bring in a broke best friend. Who wants to do that? No, not I, said the cat. Not I. (laughs) And what... And once I went off the beaten path of society and was just sitting with self and just like, well, what do I want? I want companionship. But you know what? I don't want to have to share my room. I don't want to have to share my bed. I mean, on occasions. But, like, for the most part, I want to sleep in a king-size bed by my fucking self you know i want to cohabitate with someone i want to have pets i want to grow old with someone but i want to do it on my terms Mm. and that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it on my terms but it felt like the only people that are allowed to do that are men which is weird now i know i'm kind of having like a 1950s view because you know women don't have to get married but it seems that when you don't get married, there's more expenses, more taxes, more bills that you have to carry. And I'm just like, and this is why a polycule works. It's not for everybody, but it works. So, you know, um, going through and I started doing a lot of research because that's the person I am. I did the research. I started reading books. I started going to a few non-binary meetups virtually. Mm. asking some questions, you know, just making sure that, not so much making sure, but just getting my questions answered and met so that in myself, I was not only informed with knowledge, but had the right language to go with my feelings. So I don't always feel a certain way. I don't always feel like how I was born into this world is how I feel constantly because I've been walking around in sweats and a t-shirt for like weeks weeks and I love it it feels so comfortable I don't feel like I'm like restrained in clothes and a lot of times that's being female or assigned female at birth is how it feels like I'm being punished. All my life, it's felt like I've been punished for something that I can't control. Mm. And um, I joke with my friend who is a, he's going to grad school for chemistry, but I always told him, I was like, um, I need you to find a way where you can take the tissue of my body and grow me a penis. That's what I need. I need you to grow me a penis, please. And he would get mad every time. He's like, I'm in chemistry, not biology. I don't care how you science magic it. I need a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, but, you know, digging deeper into that field, you know, um, I'm, I feel like, I felt like I was lacking in power. I felt like I was lacking in autonomy. I felt like, you know, my whole being is just like what I can produce. And because I'm assigned female at birth, I can only produce other people. So that is that is where all of my, my worth comes from. And it's like, ugh, that is too Victorian. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, after sitting with self, I'm just like, yeah, this isn't for me. This isn't, sometimes I do feel hella femme and I will put on a skirt and I'll look cute. I can't wear heels cause my ass is too big, but I'm cute. And most times, I like jeans and a T-shirt. And I like to be assertive. I like to sometimes be loud. I like things that aren't really seen as positive for right. someone of my quote-unquote sex. So, right. and I just cut my hair like three days ago, and now I'm just like, oh, no one can fucking tell me anything. You've your new yes new haircut energy thank you that's exactly what it is that is exactly what it is it's not even like oh my god new me no it's a haircut and i'm just like i'ma fight people and not have to worry about my hair yes so yeah (laughs) i love it it.
0: so what do you this is like a personal um question if if Mm -hmm. you I, what's your, what's your dream?
1: Well, um, my five-year plan is to finish a uh, wrap up with my bachelor's degree and then uh-huh. go on to grad school because grad school is a thing. I want to get my master's degree in disability studies Mm. or something adjacent to that to go on to my PhD. And I want to, my, I believe my thesis and my dissertation are going to be like the same because a bitch ain't about writing too much. So (laughs) I... I want to study the the subcommunities of disability. I want to study marginalized people groups. I want to study queer. I want to study um BIPOC. I want to study these people because all of the information, all the books that I have, none of them are about queer bipoc disabled people they're always about you know white people yay white people but you know we need to hear the stories we need to know how does your disability impact you getting care how um how how are you able to create care webs and all of this i want to then mm, yeah that'll be five to eight years and then i want to teach i want to become a professor Mm. so i can Re so that I can take in this information and then share it with other people because I feel like disability studies is something that isn't taught enough. And it's like, come on, people. We're a whole part of so, so uh, of Society we need to know more about these people, but because we live in a capitalist society and disabled people are considered broken or you know they don't work right, so they don't produce much. So it's there's less studies about them, and that's where I would like to prove the world's wrong. Oh, that's awesome. That's
0: that's amazing. Um, wait, what was? Oh, two, two questions. Can can you? What is a care web? I I love the phrase. A
1: care web is what I have learned from the book Care Work. A care web is when disabled people, or it's disabled people. It is people without disabilities coming together and taking care of themselves without mm. any type of outside assistance. So, um, let's say that you have low vision and I well, I have ADHD. So I'm physically okay. So I, and also I have a car. So if you needed to go to the doctor, depending on what day you choose, I could drive you. And because I have ADHD, you know, I don't work as much. You pay me. You don't have to worry about going through Lyft or Uber. You don't have to worry about talking to people or trying to get directions. I would be your carer for the day. So I would take you there. I'd help you get there. um, Kind of like a quid pro quo, but for disability, but for disabled people. I have not heard that phrase. Mm Mm-hmm. Mhm, there's a lot of things, and see this is why I want to teach disability studies because Absolutely, yeah me as a disabled person, there are things that I don't even know, but because I haven't had these experiences with certain disabilities it's that's why I don't know it, but um, care work definitely opened my eyes to a lot of information that I didn't know, like cross disability solidarity i I didn't know that that's a thing, but um. Yeah, so oh, cross disability, cross disability solidarity is just um, you're disabled, I'm disabled, we support each other in the basis of being disabled. Mm. Um, It doesn't matter what your disability is. I support you, and you know, hey, maybe I don't have any experience with that. Maybe I don't know anything about that, but I still support you, and that is that's cross disability solidarity um and i feel like there's not a lot of that because of the jockeying for power like it's it's more a lot of just a lot of parts of disability is seen as a hierarchy how disabled are you were you born with your disability or was it acquired is it a temporary disability is it a long-term disability is it a mental disability and then so on and so forth and i think that was created just for um, infighting in the community because we're all disabled. Granted, it looks different on everybody. And because um, we don't live in a society where we can get the assistance that we need tailored to us, it's Mm -hmm. always one size fits all. That's why everyone is fighting to get the care that they need, but they're fighting against people that are part of their community.
0: Have you ever seen the meme
1: I keep referencing memes. I'm like so embarrassed. It's okay. <laughs> like that's I that's had. where we. That's the time we're living in. It's the meme um, life.
0: But but there was a meme that someone had shared. It was you know, a, a, someone had screenshotted a Twitter post. Um, you know those memes and and um, mm-hmm. it's so meta. And um, it it said you know remember that we don't need an interpreter because I'm deaf. We need an interpreter because you can't sign.
1: Yes. And I just, very
0: true. And I just, it really hit me in the sense that we always frame it as what is the person lacking,
1: as Mm -hmm. opposed
0: to what we are incapable of bringing to, you know, and I just thought that was such a, I just thought that was such a meaningful. You know, it, it was really impactful to me because, yeah, we're always like, oh, we need this because they're this. And it's like, no, we need this because our facility, who we are, our organization does not provide, was not inclusive enough to, to provide this beforehand. And mm-hmm. so now they have to ask for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, um,
1: yeah, I just, I, I, that comes up. I think about that a lot. It comes up for me a lot. Um, yes because no one ever says well we need a spanish interpreter because that person doesn't speak english no we need a spanish interpreter because no one else here speaks spanish Mm. yeah that's yeah yeah and it's the same thing because well one disabled people i mean excuse me deaf people are not disabled they are a linguistic minority in the Mm. society of a majority that speak there are disabled deaf people, but deaf people are not disabled. I love sharing that piece. So, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, people don't, people always want to come from the point of, well, you're broken or you don't work or you can't do this. And it's like, no society wasn't created for me to thrive (laughs) Mm. 50 years ago i'd probably be in an asylum so yeah no right right so um that's and that's a lot of that's something that a lot of people need to keep in the forefront when they want to offer disabled people services or want to make heaven Help us if they wanted to make things accessible. It's like, you have to remember, society was not created for us to thrive. So when you um, have an event, make sure there's a ramp. If you don't know if there's going to be a ramp at an event, rent one. Call ahead. Mm. Find out what they're, find out what the, especially buildings, find out what the accommodations are in the building first off when you go to advertise advertise where disabled people are you know disabled people are everywhere because they're people you know and then maybe have like kind of like a crowd maybe kind of have like well what i do is i usually have a google form and just ask people you know hey got a question what type of uh accommodations do you need or just leave an email so that if they want to come they can email ahead of time be like hey i need these accommodations can you help Mm. no
0: yeah (sighs) win-win yeah any any final final stuff you want to say um i I really appreciate you coming on this was amazing chara um any any stuff you want to close with
1: hmm I would like to say thank you very much, Sarah, for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Not a lot of people are interested in wanting to know what intersectionality is or what, you know, beyond me being bisexual is. Mm. Um, Everyone is intersectional in some way, shape or form. You're not just one thing and people that want to use their one thing and build a personality out of that it really doesn't work Mm. so it's okay to be intersectional it's okay to be bisexual bisexual is an umbrella term you can be any of the things that fall under it if you're disabled you can be disabled and queer it's okay we're here (laughs) (laughs) come join us we have cookies um where can we
0: find you find list list all the things you want to list about where we can find you your work everything about you no i mean not everything but, but 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 the stuff that you're putting
1: out <laughs> i'm on instagram at the black bisexual i'm still working on the youtube page because youtube is weird but that will be the black bisexual as well mm. i'm on kofi uh, if you want to see, I am going to have so much stuff this year on Kofi. What's Kofi? Uh, Kofi is kind of like the platform where I post all of my things where you pay to see it. Mm. Yes, but, you know, I'm not going to charge much because a lot of what I do, you can just book it up. So but i'm going to post more things there i am working on trying to be more accessible with my work that means having captions trying to have live scribe for those that are um that have low vision i'm i have some other things in the work that i don't know if i could talk about yet but coming soon i promise i will Mm. post it um and yeah that's it because my twitter is private
0: As always, thank you for listening. You can find Chara on Instagram at the Black Bisexual. You can find me, Sarah, at Psych and the City BK on Instagram. Please follow our work, share our work, um, keep on the lookout for stuff that we have coming up, and share the podcast with one person if you're enjoying it. Thanks.